0: Good morning and welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast, a live show that happens Monday through Friday here on yfblive.com at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And today is a members-only Monday show. I'm really excited because our guest today is the founder of aircarryon.com. We were just talking about that domain name. How crazy is that? Her name is Francine. She's going to be joining us shortly to talk a little bit about her product that she's just got done as far as manufacturing, the design, everything, and all the work that goes into actually creating a product, and she'll be kickstarting it shortly. So she's going to be on today to tell us a little bit more about that, how to do that, how to even get started, where the idea came from, and everything. So I'm your host, Jennifer Dono. You can tweet me using the hashtag JenCast, uh, and then my, hash, or my Twitter username is uh, Jennifer Dono. So I'm really excited today because it is a Seahawks Monday for everyone um, that doesn't know I'm in the Seattle area, and when I dropped my son off at school today, it was literally blue and green everywhere in town. So it's a really big deal here in Seattle, and I just wanted to mention really fast how inspired I am by last night. I'm pregnant, so I'm really emotional as it is, but Russell um, Russell Wilson got on when he was accepting, or no, it was the press, the first, like, the lady that shoved the mic in his, his face and asked him about the win. And he said, at the very beginning of the year, he told everyone, why not us? And it was something his dad instilled in him, why not you from a young age? And I love that. I Like, I'm almost starting to cry just thinking about it. So I just, I encourage you guys to check it out if you haven't. I mean, whether you're a Broncos fan or a Seahawks fan, it's still inspiring to see an underdog. Uh, come up and win stuff. So yes, at Miss Renata, go Hawks, right? And so uh, let's go ahead and get in today's show. Like I was saying, it is all about air safe carry on, um, which is a really interesting product because it goes into the whole sustainability piece that we've been talking about um, and health as far as plastic goes. And uh, like I said, Francine's going to join us shortly, but before uh, before I bring her on, I want to go ahead and share a little bit more about the product that uh, we're going to be talking about. So here we go.
1: Hello, I'm Francine Weinberg, founder and inventor of Airsafe Carry-On. Airsafe Carry-On is a compact and lightweight personal liquid traveling case. Airsafe Carry-On will let you bring your own personal liquids from home on your travels, shampoos, conditioners, skin lotions in a way that you've never been able to before. Each Airsafe Carry-On kit comes complete with a durable pouch, an outer case, and seven individual liquid containers. Each liquid container is made from a special plastic that is BPA free, dishwasher safe and guaranteed watertight. When you're done with your travel, simply put the liquid container in the dishwasher and it cleans up easily. We're launching our product on Kickstarter and we're pre-selling the AirSafe Carry-On products. Please join us for a better way to travel, purchase one of our awesome backer rewards, and bring style and convenience back to travel.
0: So, that was just a little bit about the product. Let's go ahead and bring Francine on, the creator of Air Safe Carry On. Francine, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Jen. Thank you for having me.
0: So, tell us a little bit about your background because I feel like manufacturing and creating any product that is something that is um, tangible, that you can touch, and you can ship, and that you create. It just feels like an, a complete mystery to me. I don't even know oh. where to start. So is this something you were doing in a past life? Is this something that you have a lot of experience with?
1: No, no. Actually, I, I have a engineering background, and I'm a project manager, so I had some skill sets to bring this to market, but the aspect of plastic injection molding was a whole realm. Plastic lang-
0: injection molding.
1: Yes, plastic. The AirSafe Carry-On is a plastic-based product, and so it's uh, – Yeah. So let me step back a second. So plastics are made a number of different ways. Many of them are injection molded, which means that created design, design is created, a mold is created from it and the actual plastics are injected into it. That's how cosmetic uh, uh, cases are made. See the outer cases for cosmetic cases, they're made from plastic injection molding. And so that's how my product is made as well. I had to learn a lot about that.
0: So you said you were an engineer, Uh, how did you, I mean where did this idea come from? Is this something that you were doing in your job? Is it something personal? What's the story behind AirSafe Carry On?
1: Right. No, I'm a professional consultant, I'm a professional project manager, and what I do is deliver very complex projects for large companies. Um, so that's my background. I do have an engineering. My undergraduate degree is engineering, MBA as well. Um, but no, my my background is not in manufacturing at all. And the idea behind this was really originated a couple of different ways. The, um, the awareness about um, the health hazards of some types of plastics really originated. My brother was a chemical engineer, and he passed away from uh, uh, he passed away from a bone cancer that's linked to toxic chemicals. He worked in a semiconductor plant and was exposed to a lot of chemicals there. We could never really tie that definitively, but you know he died at a very young age from a very so rare sad. cancer. Uh, yeah I'm sorry So the awareness the awareness was started then, but the, the idea for the product really came in into after 2006 when the TSA implemented the 311 rules the liquid restrictions and those those travel bottles were horrible. And they still are horrible <laughs> and there was no safer alternative and easier to use and sustainable and, and easy to clean and all those things. And I just kept on waiting and waiting and waiting for literally this is the truth. I kept on waiting and waiting and waiting for somebody to invent it. Nobody did. So I took it upon myself to invent it. That's actually the, the truth of what happened.
0: So is your new business card, does it say inventor on it?
1: <laughs> no, no. It says, fa- oh, actually, we're thinking about, I haven't actually finalized. I do have one version of it that says founder and CEO. I don't really like CEO. I'm going to say founder and inventor because this isn't the only product that's in development right now. We've got a number of uh, other uh, liquid containers uh, that are travel containers that are in, in development at well, the that's moment. that's exciting.
0: So this is kind of like the flagship products that you're going to be putting out first. Yes,
1: this is the first one.
0: Now, do you have – I mean, we're showing these pictures of the product. Do you have the actual product manufactured already? Do you have, like um, – how does that work? At what point in the process do you start making thousands of them?
1: Right. Okay, so the way – And I'm speaking specific to plastic injection molding because if you invent, uh, you know, if you start designing a handbag, for example, it's, it's a somewhat similar process, but it doesn't involve molds. It's very rare to see individual inventors and founders to do anything in plastics because the startup costs are so enormously high. The design and prototyping is a very lengthy process. It's a very costly process. And then you have to build the molds out of it. So the molds actually are how the retail production products are made from the molds so right now i have working prototypes i've gone as far as i can go at the moment and that's why we're taking this to kickstarter and we're taking this right to the consumer base of people who feel the most pain when they travel and and we're telling them that we solved that problem
0: well and a lot of people are on the chat um (coughs) excuse me uh miss renata and uh ursula are both saying great design anything with bpa free in it is awesome Uh, I think that's it's definitely something that I feel like is a trend or was a trend is now picking up to be more of a a necessity. Right. Finding a a piece of plastic that is BPA free. Do you feel like that's what's happening in the future? or Do you feel like it's still kind of an anomaly right now? People don't really know about it.
1: It's an anomaly. Let me tell you something. I had to dig my heels in with the manufacturers, and the, this particular plastic that I'm using for the liquid containers has never been used for this this product, this type of product before. It's a brand new plastic. It was only introduced in 2008 by Easting, Eastman Chemical. So we actually—that's where my engineering background came in. We actually were dealing with the. When I say we, the engineers working with me, the product designers, and I were dealing with the, the chemical manufacturer engineers themselves to try and understand how this plastic would perform under different stress loads, under different type of temperature conditions. It's been specifically designed for high heat, high chemical resistance. But in in a cargo, in an airplane, a cargo hold in an airplane, it can get down to freezing. And we didn't know how we would respond to that. So it's very rare to see BPA-free plastics these days. And most of the manufacturers are very comfortable using a plastic called polycarbonate, which is a building block. It's fundamentally made out of BPA. And polycarbonate are the typical... Plastic utensils that you would see the clear plastic utensils. That's what most manufacturers would use I had to dig my heels in; it was not an easy process. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah (laughs) That's interesting. So the people that you're dealing with as far as manufacturing goes um, I really I honestly know nothing about manufacturing So I mean especially plastic when you're talking about that type of thing. Who are these people? Are they in the U.S.? Are they, are they predominantly men? I mean, who are you talking to about this?
1: Right. Well, I, I'm going through the, the company. It's, it's kind of a long story, so netting it out in five seconds. Um, it took me two years. It took me three years to bring this to market. Um, one year was market research and just the preliminary laying the groundwork. Is this really an opportunity and how can I go about doing it? That was the first year um, where I actually hired an artist and did surveys and anecdotal you know, market research to understand what the opportunity is. Um, the two years, two years of design and engineering, I had to go through four different engineering firms, and to the point of of the fact that some of these engineering firms didn't even want to talk to me. It was so much gender discrimination. It was just, it's like the last bastion of male fraternityhood. You know, I had to hire. <laughs> Yeah, I had to hire my friend's husband, who was laid off from his job, to help me make phone calls. Interesting thing about it, though, is that he had no engineering background, and they would talk to him, but they wouldn't talk to me. So regarding the manufacturers and answering your question, I'm actually dealing with manufacturers. I'm not dealing with manufacturers overseas. I'm dealing through the agent here in the U.S. who is actually dealing with them.
0: That's interesting, because I've heard a number of people go uh, different ways. I've heard of people – so we had someone on YFE chat – Uh, that had a similar experience to you. um, But she visited the plants in China that she was going through. She's creating bamboo toothbrushes. Mm. And as far as the design goes, she actually designed it herself alongside a partner. And it was hilarious to hear her talk about the actual process of You know, putting together the toothbrush because her toothbrush isn't just a stick of bamboo. There's a lot of uh, design elements with the packaging and everything. Um, But she, you know, she has pictures of herself putting together with like paper. They'd sketch it out on paper and like and build it up. So uh, (laughs) one of the questions that we have on the chat here from uh, Tubi is, uh, was the inspiration for the plastic? What was the inspiration for the design of the actual carry-on case? Because someone Uh, even mentioned, you know, there's there's a mirror on there and and everything is in um it's. Uh, Let me show the picture. There's, what's that shape called?
1: Hexagon. Yeah, and so hexagon. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: it's all you can put it in the dishwasher. So where did the actual idea for how it looks come from? Is that part of the process that evolved over the two years?
1: Yeah, it was part of the process that evolved over it. I originally wanted squares, and engineers told me that the square, the corners of the square, would be a failure point. It would never seal solidly, and so they wanted to do cylindrical because it distributes the force of the pressure of the lid and it will seal it a lot more easily. They want to do a cylindrical cap that screws on. And I've traveled so much in my life. I know caps can get lost, particularly in the middle of a trip. It's just really problematic. So I was really um, very much uh, set on a hinge. Unfortunately, hinges and gaskets don't go together all that well. So it was partly a design element, and it just was a flash of inspiration. I get asked that all the time, how I came up with a hexagonal design. What's What's the median point between a square and a circle? It's a hexagon, and that's how I came – that's literally how I came up with it. And the hexagonal shape was pretty key, though, too, because then you could get your fingers inside the case and pull it out um, of of where it sits on the bottom of it. Um, So it made it easy.
0: I always appreciate hearing what goes into the actual design of whether it's a website, an app, or a product, because I feel like uh, what we get at the very end is a lot of years, a lot of time, a lot of sweat, a lot of tears, and it's always amazing to hear how the ideas came, and I think it's funny that you're just like, what's the halfway point between a circle and a square? I would never have thought of that. (laughs) So... So I want to talk about the Kickstarter before uh, we end up, before we run out of time uh, because you've already gone through this crazy process of having to deal with manufacturing and designing the product and now you're getting funding and rather than going through like an investor or someone that can just give you a quick inflection of cash, you like you said, you want to go straight to the consumer that has that pain point. So what have you done to prepare for the upcoming campaign Because it kicks off on February 12th, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. right now we're, we're pending approval from Kickstarter on the actual campaign. Everything is done and ready to go. Congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you. Um, so, you know, anytime you do Kickstarter, I mean, people who are smart about Kickstarter, 50% of a Kickstarter campaign is marketing, and that's just pure and simple. So we've had a social media marketing program going now for several months Um, We've been lining up bloggers, we've been lining up people to talk about it. Um, It's been a difficult process because most people don't want to talk about something that doesn't already exist. And so bringing it directly to the consumer was the best thing that I could do. I I actually started to talk to angel investors and, you know, there are, although women are making a lot of inroads in angel investors and venture capitalists, the predominance of them are men and they want technology. I actually competed in a contest, a, a startup contest, um, just a few days ago and you know just it I, I you know they they didn't select my company which is really kind of shocking to me because I know it's gonna do well but you know they selected a website you know cuz they want websites they want technology and so I, I, I elected not to go that route and not to even deal with it and you know uh, and, and not that I have anything against – I'm not gender-biased against men, but I just don't want to have to sit there and convince a man of the problem that I know exists.
0: It's interesting that uh, you you got the impression that people want technology startups. They want to invest in that. You're not the first person I've heard um, say that. Uh, it's, it, does, there, it does feel like there's a, a small amount of accelerators or of incubators that are out there that are taking in product-based – uh, companies and even then, I feel like the trend is going to be more of the like we've been talking about the wearable technology. Mm. Uh, so it's still getting into that tech realm. So. Uh, Francine congratulations on everything that you've been able to accomplish it's such a huge feat and it's definitely inspiring uh, to have someone basically go ahead of us and um, make something happen so that other women can hopefully follow in the future is there any big pieces of advice you'd give for an aspiring female entrepreneur that maybe has been in business but is interested in getting into that product realm or they're actually inventing something that you can hold and touch and feel
1: I, I would say two things. I would say, firstly, make sure you have a viable idea. And, and this isn't asking your friends and relatives and family. This is actually querying and finding strangers who actually would be your target market. That's the number one point. Number two, once you do find you do have an idea, do not be discouraged because I found that it's probably an 80-20 split of people who will try and discourage you because for whatever reason, I don't know, I haven't figured out whatever reason it was. I can't tell you how many people could told me it couldn't be done. It won't be done. You'll never do it. You know, it's, there's a lot of negativity around it. But if you find you have a viable idea and you believe in that idea, push it forward with everything you have.
0: I love that. Francine, where can we find out more about the product? And I w- this is a fun story, too, that we'll have to tell another day. You'll have to write a blog post about it or something. Her domain name is actually – Aircarryon.com and you also have airsafecarryon.com. Both, yeah. And I just thought that was crazy <laughs> that that was available in the first place. And you said GoDaddy was really good too. And just a side comment their commercials last night on the Super Bowl. What were your, did you get to see it at all, Francine?
1: I, I, you know, I did. I saw, I saw all the commercials and, and I'm really excited about like putting some applications into, into it because Goldie Blocks was actually launched on Kickstarter as well. And she, she, the woman who did that had a very similar story to mine where she just pushed it forward no matter what. And. Yeah. Kudos to her. Yeah. So Uh the GoDaddy commercial was great, too. I read a a little posting about it today that the woman's boss didn't even know she was quitting. So it actually was a true story. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed by it. I'll have to talk more about GoDaddy on Wednesday for the winning headline show. But um, I just loved the story about your domain name. So where can people find out more about aircarryon.com and the upcoming Kickstarter campaign?
1: Right. Well, if you go to the domain name aircarryon.com, you'll see that there's going to be a link right to the Kickstarter, and we're going to make it really easy for people. You can follow us on Twitter. It's actually airsafecarryon.com on Twitter and Facebook. Follow us on there. The domain is aircarryon.com to make it simple for people. Um, follow us on on any of the above, any of the social media. Type in airsafecarryon.com and you'll you'll find it. Um, you know, you'll find it everywhere. Um, and yeah, you can follow us, and we'll have announcements about it.
0: Awesome. All right, Francine, thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, everyone, you've just been watching Francine of aircarryon.com. Make sure that you check out our website and the upcoming Kickstarter that goes uh, gets started February 12th. What an incredible story. I love it when entrepreneurs persevere and they make sure that even if it's years later, they still are going forward with their vision and their goals. So this has been the daily live webcast called GenCast that happens Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully you'll join us for a live show in the future on yfelive.com. In the meantime, sign up for our updates at yfelive.me forward slash it. This has
1: been Jennifer Dono. Thank you so much for joining us and have a fantastic members only Monday.